they say that people who live in glass houses shouldn't throw stones. And all I have to say is these people are out here with their fists full of stones, ready for ammo, ready to go. Like these people are really, you are all a bunch of self-righteous effers. And my God, I had no idea that you people were all gods walking on water among us. I mean, my, wow. We have it on all sides, people. That's right. Nobody's safe. We are going to be talking about the one and only Adam Levine today. But alas, we are also going to tie in the one and only Candace Owens and her comments on Kim Kardashian, like doing the most. And we're going to tie in Army Hammer. Yes, this guy coming out from his basement, like Hannibal Lecter coming out of the grave and his ex Elizabeth Chambers. It all ties together. And for the most part, I just got to say like these people everyone just needs to chill. So with that being said, let's just start, shall we? Let's just get right into this today on the special surprise weekend ep drop that your panties are ready for, you know, and so are these Instagram models panties. It seems we know their panties are always ready to go. But that being said, my, oh my, my, oh my, where do we even start? So first of all, let's talk about this. Okay. Because like poor queen Elizabeth, this lady rolling in her grave already, like she couldn't even have her moment, you know, in the sun and here it is like her death being overshadowed by Adam Levine. You know, this rock star over here and the IG model stereotype, like none of these people able to keep it in their pants. This poor lady, she's like, I didn't ask for this. I did not. My monarchy, like my time to shine on the throne didn't ask for this. So here, guys, just where, 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 where do we start? So here's what I want to say out of the gate. Okay. This, obviously, there's a very mainstream view of looking at this sitch. And I'm going to talk about my obviously view on it today as someone who is in Hollywood, who's heard whisperings of people like Adam Levine, who has maybe had a similar situation, who has been brushing shoulders with these types of people. Like I know the type, I know the type and I know the IG model type too. Okay. Like there is no stone left unturned in this bitch. But with that being said, I feel like it is automatically like, and we know this, right? It has to be in the take of like the man is bad and the woman is the victim. Otherwise it is anti-women. And I just want to say out of the gate, like how about the fact that it may not be anti-woman if we have an issue or maybe think you're not a victim or maybe think you know, you should take some accountability as a woman. Maybe it's because we as capable and intelligent and responsible women are like, this ain't us, bro. Like what's going on? Like, what about the rest of us? Right. So with that being said, like, again, chill everybody. So Adam Levine. Okay. He's married to a Victoria's secret model angel. And so many of you guys were like, I need your thoughts on this. And I just was like, a bitch has been again in Nashville for two seconds and I can't get no rest, <laughs> so, but sure. First things first, people like, 
as someone who was in Hollywood, you know, you hear things, you meet people who have met people who have interviewed people. And funny enough, I actually did. I've told this story on the show before, but I did cover the voice once and I sat in the audience and it was such a mind blowing experience because Adam Levine did not pursue me to be his mistress that day. Like, sir, I'll take that up with you another time. No, but I sat next to Gwen Stefani's parents in the audience and it was hilarious because their aesthetic was like a true, like redneck situation. I'm talking like the plaid coats, the Timberland boots, like it was a whole thing. And then here you have Gwen Stefani, like the rocker that she is with the rhinestones and the studded outfits. And how did that come out? How was that a byproduct? I need to know, but that's my voice story. But people... Adam Levine has been known for, I don't know him personally, okay? But he's been known to kind of be a dick. So let's just say that out of the gate. So you have this Instagram model who like came out of the woodwork. And since she came out, her name is Sumner Stroh. She's in her, I don't know if that's how you pronounce it. It doesn't matter. She's in her, no, no shade, but let's just get right to it. She's in her early 20s. And now that she's come out about allegedly having an affair with him, you know, airing out these steamy arguably sex messages the whole thing a few other women have come out basically saying that adam levine did in fact treat them like you know like he was a dick right so let's just say that so this woman comes out on tiktok and says that she had this affair with this man and she was young and naive and felt exploited because there was a power difference and she was new to la and you know he slid into her dms and you know, was pursuing her and said how hot she was and all this stuff and felt like she was manipulated and taken advantage of and all this. And the first thing, but this is going to tie together because I feel like our society doesn't like to acknowledge. I would never excuse shitty behavior. Like if this were my man, he would literally be like, call this the brave little toaster because that guy would be crumbs with flames, like toast pal. His wife, I can't even imagine the humiliation, right? But I feel like this sheds light on something that is almost like a dark side or a side of men and of humans that we just like to be naive about and brush under the rug in a lot of ways, which again, isn't the popular thing to say. I'm not excusing it. Like, I think he's a sleaze. I think this shows that. And it's like, bro, you're married to a effing Victoria's secret angel whose legs are longer than the Mississippi, like is nothing enough. Like what's, what's the, what's the sitch. Right. But neither here nor there. I think that again, this gets into something that we just get like terrified and we have no nuance in society. So we're just going to label it as per usual, as bad men are dogs, men are scum, this whole thing, right? Again, wouldn't excuse it. Wouldn't allow that shit in my household. But that being said, we'll get to that later. A la army hammer. Like this is an all the cart situation, you know, as army prefers his body parts. And so that's just that. So, so yes, so she, this girl Sumner ends up sharing their text exchanges. And here's the thing that I can't get behind. Remember that anti-woman thing I talked about earlier? I can't get behind. And a lot of people are calling out this BS. A, a, an adult consenting woman, again, he's not out here pulling a Harvey W being like, I will threaten your livelihood, your career, you're done. You are aforementioned toast. You will never work again. No. Is he using his celebrity status, which he has been accused of by the mainstream media? Absolutely. 
it's Adam Levine, like the tattoos, the sexiest man alive, the rocker, the whole thing. Right. But this is where I don't like the whole playing the naive part on the woman's side. Okay. First of all, again, grown 20 something. And you can see even in the DM exchanges, like you are taken by this hot celebrity giving you attention. Right. And here's the other part of it that nobody in any of this discourse, I've been watching it play out on all sides seems to acknowledge. So this is somebody who is an Instagram model. She has half a million followers. Now she says that when this all happened, which by the way, was literally a year and a half ago, again, was young, naive, had, a, I guess, a come to Jesus moment was bird through Mary's, you know, magical vagina all over again. And has a new outlook on life. But a year and a, go, a half ago, when she was dropped down like an alien from UFOs and had no idea that Adam Levine was married and had no idea was she was a celebrity and no idea how Instagram worked in this whole thing, right? Suddenly now it's like this whole new person. But, you know, again, not to be anti-woman or to be criticizing her, but let's take into account that this is somebody who purposefully plays to the human sexuality aspect of us, manipulates thousands of people every day by posting sexy photos of her body. Maybe her following wasn't as big as it was, you know, a year and a half ago. Like she says, when this all happened, she was quote young and naive and had just gotten to the LA scene. And that's why she felt exploited by him and taken advantage of and whatever. But my point being, this is a long way of saying like, you know how the game works. Like, you know what you're doing, you know? And I'm sorry, but it's also like, was Adam Levine using his celebrity status and that entitlement to slide into an IG models or in one other case, allegedly like a yoga instructors, whatever their DMs. Yes, guys, I've interviewed people on The Bachelor who think that they are Brad Pitt, okay? And it's like, sir, sir, let me bring you literally back down to the dirt, to earth, okay? You don't think Adam Levine is gonna think this, but let's look on the other end of it. Same thing with this girl. I'm sorry, okay? We all are gonna have this reaction. Most of this, like 99% of us, if there is like, guys, if it's like an Angelina Jolie or girls, if it's like a Brad Pitt and they're sliding into your DMs, you are going to be taken by that celebrity status and attention. Like, oh my God, so-and-so is paying attention to me. Yeah, this is hot. And you see that in the DMs. Like, he's like, you're so sexy. And she says back to him, like, so are you. I had no idea in real life it'd be even intensified and even more sexy, right? So my point is like, we have two full well-knowing people here in this scenario. And I'll add this, like, this is not my proudest moment, but I am transparent here on cancel me baby. Okay. I too have had a bit of an affair with somebody who was married. I too was in my early twenties. I too experienced it in a work place, entertainment business dynamic setting. I too knew what I was doing. That would be like me turning around now. Again, not my proudest moment, but that would be like me turning around now and saying, I felt young. I was exploited. You know, I was in my early twenties. This was like a work thing. He also was much older, right? Like you didn't come, come girl, come on, come, come, don't come, but you know what I mean? Like, come on, come on. And that's the part where I think rightfully so she has been getting called out by people on this BS because it's like, you know how this works, you know, how like the sexy allure of the Instagram, social media, celebrity, all that works, right? Like again, consenting, like you knew what you were doing. Like you knew what was going on. Like you full well knew, right? So there's that again, 
I think this showcases that Adam, like Adam, it makes him in my mind, like, yes, a sleaze. When I hear Maroon 5 now at Planet Fitness, when I hear them in my elevator, I certainly, there's a little part of me that's like, dang, like I was working out the other day and my leg curls, you know, when the Maroon 5 maps or sugar, whatever else came out, they just didn't curl quite right. Like it just, something didn't hit quite right, right? Because made me view the situation a little differently. But with that being said, like, again, if someone who was in a similar boat, I would never come out now and say like all these things, like playing the victim. Now she claims that a friend of hers was going to sell the story in the DMS to a tabloid. So she wanted to get ahead of it. So this TikTok of hers with the DMS, the whole thing went viral, like hella viral. And she ends up doing a follow-up one being like, I know a lot of you guys are saying that I'm playing the victim and I'm not his wife and kids are the victim here, but here's why I did it. Whatever covering her tracks. And again, the Emily, Emily Ratajkowski is like, they're not going to want to hear this. Like to them again, this is anti-women, but it's like, as much as men have to take accountability and be respectful of women and be a stand-up guy, like it's not that hard. And sidebar, like we can teach them that. I don't, I've said this for a long time. I think bringing them into the fold helps them understand. I don't think like constantly berating them like men or dogs is going to help. Right. But it's the same, like, let's look at it from the other side. Like, I think women also need to take responsibility and accountability. You know what I mean? It's like you full well know that you are in a situation. Like I've said this before and it's like, girl, it's okay. And it's like the married man thing, you know, it's like, sometimes it's, it's kind of what I said about earlier about how there's like a dark complex nuance to humans. And it's just not as cookie cutter. Like we're going to get to this in the end. It's like the big picture of it all. But like, sometimes, you know, it just happens to the best of us. Okay. And that's again, where this whole holier than thou thing comes into play, because you see people criticizing this girl on the other end of it, calling her a homewrecker, falling into the homewrecker stereotype and that kind of stigma, right? I remember I actually wrote a piece. I'll have to go back and revisit it, but I wrote a piece defending Angelina Jolie and the way that she was, you know, labeled with that homewrecker um, stereotype. But there are so many nuances to the situation. It's It often comes with a like a preconceived notion of like someone going in and being like, I'm going to break up this marriage and ha ha ha. And, you know, trying to, you know, be destructive and destroy something on purpose and be malicious about it. And I just think it's not that simple. Like there are so many different nuances to every situation is different. It's case by case. And that's the other thing too, is I've seen a lot of people on the internet be like homewrecker this and homewrecker that. And you know, that's where it's like, who are we to judge? Like none of us, you don't really know what goes on. None of us really know what goes on behind the scenes. And again, it's just not that simple. So now though, you have the backlash of people like Emily Ratajkowski, Chriselle from Selling Sunset saying that looking at her behavior is purely misogynistic because Emily Ratajkowski, and this is the thing with her. I did a whole episode about it when she came out with her book. I understand that she has a very specific like view and lens and almost acts to grind with men in the industry because she too has talked about being exploited as someone who is an up and coming actress model and taken advantage of and like the patriarchy of Hollywood, however you want to call it, like the Robin Thicks, right? And all this. So clearly she's coming on the bandwagon being like, she even acknowledges like, yes, we like to throw stones at men a lot, but like, why are we not, why are we saying the woman needs to do better and give women a better name and not the man, right? Like that whole thing. And she says it's pure outright misogyny. 
because Sarah Foster, she did a whole TikTok. Like again, everyone is this the self right. Everyone has the answer to everything these days. If you haven't gathered that, Sarah Foster did a TikTok basically being like, "Men are dogs. They're always going to be dogs, but we as women need to do better." And that's where people like the Emily Ratajkowski's came out countering that, being like, "Why are you focused on her? Why do women need to do better? We need to focus on men and them doing better, right? Like that kind of thing." And you're seeing this like, cause again, it's anti-woman, right? It's what I said earlier. It's like by default, innately, the woman is in the right, the man is in the wrong, the woman is the victim and being taken advantage of and being exploited. And the man is using like this power and balance um, to take advantage, right? And, and that's the thing too, like a sidebar, there are times when that certainly is true right but i i don't there might be a little bit of that in this but i just don't feel that this is one of them again we hear the stories of the people who are i mean look what just happened with r kelly and like my god the person who is next to him in his jail cell like i i don't know what i just really like send an sos send letters from prison like let us know how how that goes but that being said like you hear stories of women who are really put in horrible awful rotten positions um, by men who think that they can, right? Because of that power, power balance. And that's not okay. But this is like, you know, we need to distinguish a little bit people. Like we're getting a little, a little headline happy over here with this situation. And that's what I mean too. It's like, you see the cut. And of course the cut is like the women's branch of New York magazine. And I read a whole piece about this in op-ed and it's the same thing as what Ra Emily Ratajkowski is saying, right? It's like this Adam Levine has himself and himself to blame and that's it and blah, blah, blah. And you know, the woman has no part basically in it. And I just, it, I, I don't think it gets any of us anywhere to keep like going down that path. And that's the thing too, like I'm coming to realize it's, I've even had people on my show, right? Who have talked about their experience of misogyny in entertainment and in the business. And I've said, it feels like, it's funny. I had a coffee actually this morning with a girl who is awesome. She's definitely going to come on my show. Super talented, so damn smart and intelligent and articulate. Like true true hard nipple moment like we what was supposed to be a one hour coffee turned into like almost three hours of social issues politics creativity our business like a real moment but she was talking to me about this too how what she experienced in Hollywood and the misogyny and all this and I I told her like it's really eye-opening for me because I haven't experienced it it doesn't mean I think it's I don't think it's out there and it but it makes me sad like it makes me sad to hear these stories I don't doubt that it's out there and it feels like in a way because I haven't experienced it like you guys know I was literally on the red carpet wrote op-eds about me too as it was all happening um as the exposés were coming out like I was right there and it still felt like almost like a fable, like a far away, like it's like a, a tale, like an old tale because I'm like, this doesn't happen anymore. Like this still happens. What, when, what world? Like, it feels like a different planet, a different time. Right. I'm like, this is, this is like ages ago. You know what I mean? Like, how does this still happen anymore? So with that being said, I understand like even the Emily Ratajkowski feeling like she was exploited or this or that. So I can understand where they're coming from. But I think it doesn't do women any service to act like they are like completely, you know, innocent and victims in it all the time. Like it just doesn't, again, doesn't make Adam Levine any more, any less of a um, sleaze, but that's that. So this is another thing too, right? These buzzwords are thrown around all the time. I've said this before. I feel like they've lost their weight, but not only that, I don't even know if people really understand what they mean 
So they throw it around. I'm not saying Emily Ratajkowski doesn't understand what misogyny means, but let's take a beat, okay? Because here is what it actually is. Misogyny is the dislike of, contempt for, and ingrained prejudice against women. So when you are calling, say like Sarah Foster, right? Who's like taking the focus and putting the attention on this girl or a woman for like do better and all this, that's misogyny. And it's like, is it though? Or is it the fact that again, as women, we can disagree with the actions or the words of other women. And we want women to be better and to be responsible and to be smart and capable of what we're doing and in control. Right. Like, I don't know if that's necessarily, I mean, it's just like, just take a beat. Like, and it's also that thing too. It's like, can women be misogynist maybe, but it's like, again, contempt for your own self. Maybe again, women are bullies, women are petty, you know, but it's worth looking at. It's like, really, what is misogyny? Is it a built in contempt? And that's another thing that's been eye-opening for me being here. I had a conversation the other day with someone and they talked about, again, this is where I feel a little like a fish out of water in a place like Nashville, because I didn't grow up in the South and I've never lived in the South. And this person was talking about even how, how the men here have a built in, because I have the backs of guys a lot. I have the backs of women as well, of course, all the time. But, and you know, sometimes I'll throw around like male gaze, misogyny. It's like, is it really, is it like, all right, like let's give dudes a little bit of room here. Like I, they're not all bad, you know, that, that type of thing. But they talked about how they'll go out on dates here with guys in Nashville and, you know, the girls are pretty, whatever. And then as soon as they're like opinionated or strong-willed or educated or have a lot to say, the guy's like, all right, that's enough out of you. Or like, it's a little too much, you know? And the person I was talking to felt like that was a form of like built-in misogyny that they didn't even realize that they had. So it may not be an outward, like you are woman. So you are less than now make me a sandwich lady, turkey and ham it is today. Like it may not be an outward thing like that, but again, I like the way that she framed it because she's like, they don't even realize they're doing it. It's just a built-in thing of like, okay, yeah, shush, shush now. Or like, that's enough out of you, which like clearly they haven't met Taylor Ferber. So in, in comes cancel me, baby, enter the chat. No, but uh, yeah, yeah, run for your lives, bitch. But I think it's worth taking a look at, you know, all the sides of it while we just like throw these words around something else that the Instagram influencer acknowledged is the fact that she is in fact an Instagram influencer with her body all over social media and that there is a stereotype there like let me ask you this to the people of this podcast to the masses what is it this is what I do really want to know what is it about the Instagram influencer stereotype? Like, why is it every time we see a famous guy cheat, it is a cliche with the Instagram influencer. They like all have that same look and aesthetic. Like, what is it about that? So she acknowledges, I get it. I get that it's a stereotype, but this is different, that kind of thing. And while we're on this topic, it just makes me think, right? Like, why are there stereotypes? Sometimes I think, again, this isn't the popular thing to say, but I think about it a lot during this, <laughs> doing this show. And sometimes guys, I feel like stereotypes are a thing for a reason. Like underneath, I'm not saying obviously there's stereotypes, like not everyone in that group, right? Like 
I'm a Jew. Are all Jews cheap? Right? Like that idea. It's, I think not, not all of them, but is it a common sort of funny thing? Sure. Like I think underneath it, not everybody, it's not going to be that generalized. You can't put a blanket state statement over any, everyone, but I think underneath there's some truth to it. And it made me think about this. It's like, listen, even the blonde stereotype, I know that blondes have a stereotype for not being the brightest bulbs in the box. And that is what, like, I have my blonde moments. I certainly have my blonde moments. Okay. But it's also why I work so hard to prove how educated and informed I am and how, and how you know, articulate I am because of that very thing. So it makes me think about this. It's like, don't be a stereotype. Just don't be a stereotype then, right? I, when you think about it, it's like the blonde thing. Like I, I know about it, I'm aware of it. So I purposefully try not to be that. As much as my blonde moments will come out and they will really have their claim to fame, like a Jessica Simpson chicken of the sea moment. Like again, it gets the best of us, right? But don't be a stereotype. Cause again, I think that there's some, for some reason truth, um, underneath it. So, so that's, you know, just something I'm thinking about with all of this. And again, this idea of like, when we get caught in our tracks, we're a society that really prides ourselves, right? Like on being like progressive and woke, so to speak, and informed and enlightened and moving forward. However, when we're caught in our tracks with something, it's suddenly like, we're so naive and we had no idea. It's like, and I'm not blaming, I'm not blaming anybody again. Like we're all humans. And as my friend and I earlier over coffee said, like spinning on a burning rock into the abyss. So who really cares? Like, and this is again, the self-righteous thing. This is what the internet does notice. They're like, he's wrong. She's wrong. He's a sister. It's like, Again, where do you, where do you get off? Where do you have the audacity to be policing people's actions all day? So with that being said, let's just acknowledge there's a little bit of gray, right? And a little bit of crazy to all, to all sides of us. So that's something, and something else actually that I was talking um, with this awesome woman about earlier this morning, speaking to the IG model thing and the stereotype, right? is the whole idea of why on God's green earth, I've talked about this before, but the fact that I I will complain about it day in, I will complain about it to anyone who will listen. I'm like, listen, listen, algorithm people, algorithm Nazis of the universe. How come when I post an articulate point, getting an idea across on my show, like making a great point. It'll get maybe 300 views, but don't worry. I just posted a reel yesterday of going up a flight of stairs. I didn't even know that it was being taken and it has racked in over 10,000 views. So riddle me that the convenience and someone, sometimes I will put IG on blast. I literally will be like, how convenient. Here is a photo of me in a bathroom taking a selfie because I was bored and felt like it and was trying to get away from Fred who was talking to me at the, over the cheese platter, okay, at this event, 10 times more engagement and views than, again, me making a pointed statement or idea on my show. Riddle me that, the convenience, right? Like, how nice. So I'll just play their game, and you know what? I'll play up to both. I will give you both because that is what we do, and that's how we roll, okay? Don't box me. Don't. But it's that idea, right, of, like, how convenient it's going to reward this over that. And so 
that's something else that makes me think about like the whole like Instagram model. Like you guys know, I talk about this topic often, but that's something else to think about. It's like, people always say, I was just at the festival last weekend, as you guys know, my last couple episodes. And I talked to this, um, this TikTok artist about it. And he's like, how am I going to compete with like a girl in a bikini? Right. So it's that sort of thing where it's like, is there a part of it where it's like human nature and that's just what we're drawn to and sex sells and that whole thing, or the fact that like, it's this machine that rewards that. And so we're just going to play into it. Right. And then that gets into a whole thing. Like I am just going down this rabbit hole. Like it is wonderland, but then it gets into this whole thing too. Right. Of like, are you going to knock the hustle of the IG model? Or is it like, is it cool the fact that they don't have to depend on the playboys or these people to post their photos, like the gatekeepers, right? They can just like go out and make money and do it on their own. Like they don't need the gate, the gatekeepers kind of thing or the people giving them the green light. Or is it like, you know, make it, you know, cut it the old school way, sweetheart, and get in line like the rest of us. You know what I mean? So that is a whole other thing that I've been thinking about with this whole scenario. But all of that goes to say this is somebody who, again, two people who aren't naive, who are in the business of influencing the masses, of being hot, of knowing that they're hot and using that sexuality, obviously his more than hers, but nonetheless, like it's a two-way street in that regard. So let's not forget. And that's the thing too, like he had such an over-the-top apology, which gets me to what I was talking about earlier, which is like the true and maybe more dark um, or out of line side of humans that we don't like to acknowledge. But he says, you know, I will never do this again. I'm disgusted. You know, I take accountability while he says it never got physical or in person or anything that again, maybe just a, he said, she said, we don't know. She says that this affair lasted up to over a year. Who knows if it was half-baked subpar text? Like we don't know, but the way that he framed it, I thought it's just so telling again of our culture, like so over the top, right? Like I'm never going to do this again. And all I'm focused, focus on is it was misjudgment. And all I care about is my family, which his wife, by the way, is pregnant with their third um, child, but he's like, all I care about is them. Like just so over the top. And it's like, bro, like there's a reason underneath you did it. And guess what? Like I, they say once a cheater, always a cheater, right? Maybe, I, again, not the popular thing to say, but I've had listeners DM me and be like, dude, this whole thing is starting to make me think like, are we just not meant to be monogamous? You know, that whole thing. Again, I'm not defending his behavior and that shit would not fly here. Like, don't call me Buzz Lightyear because you ain't going to fly in here, pal, with that kind of stuff, right? But it makes me think like the over the top apology, like if you didn't get caught, would you keep doing it? Yes. Like, because maybe it is a part of your nature disrespecting your wife and disrespecting maybe that yoga teacher or this girl or other people like that's not okay I'm talking about the idea of the flirtatiousness the you know being intrigued by other people's sexuality thinking other people are hot versus one person for, that's all right so something to think about again we are not all so pure and speaking of so that's that. That is that. So guys, just girl, my last thoughts on this. I'm like, girl, <laughs> plural, no. Girls, you know, again, doesn't serve us to be acting so naive or to be fully participant in something, fully consenting in something. Because again, there are times when that is not the case. And then maybe later regretting it or feeling guilt or feeling shame. 
And again, that would be like me coming out and airing out my whole situation and the guy and the whole thing. It's like, no, because I take responsibility. I was part, I knew exactly what I was doing. I knew exactly what situation I was in. You know, it takes two to tango and we're going to tango over to Candace Owens and the Kardashians. Okay. Speaking of self-righteousness. So it's interesting because I often talk about how the left and the right or the woke and the non-woke are two sides of the same coin. And I don't know if you hear the sirens, but all I have to say is thank God that the morality police on both sides are in town today because you have the Emily Ratajowskis over here, right? And then you know that people on the right, like that's another thing I'm getting a quick education to being here. I'm a New England girl, lived in New York City, lived in LA, right? This is my first time residing in a place. This is the South in Nashville, right? So this very conservative mindset of you want to call it Christian conservative, all this, right? But the idea of putting such shame and guilt around sexuality and around lust and that whole thing, like it's bad and it's shameful and all this, right? So that, that's that been eye-opening to say the least. I'm like, have you seen my, my Playboys, Fred? Because let me tell you, it is on stands and page 15, it's going down. No, but um, so Candace Owens. Okay. So this is like Candace Owens is like the Emily Ratajowski of the other side, right? Kim Kardashian, there's been a whole, this is like the saga that never ends. Like you thought the Twilight Saga was never go. It would be passed on to your kids as kids as kids as kids as kids. Like this sex tape with Kim Kardashian is truly the saga that is haunting our generation and never ends. It's like, we get it. So it was resurfaced because Ray J came out with all these receipts, basically saying that Kim and Chris were behind the releases of the sex tape that their contracts with their signatures and they purposefully released it and they were behind it and they're painting him like the bad guy. And Kim has acted all this time. Like she's been innocent in it all and was a victim. Like unlike Pam Anderson, who was violated and her privacy was just brought out on the public sphere, like unwillingly. Right. So this is like a whole other ball of wax. And you know, it's, I'm never going to fault Kim Kardashian for using her sexuality and also being a fire businesswoman. Like, I'm just not. You're never going to catch me. She is the most, one of the most influential and powerful figures and arguably one of the most famous people in the world. So that's what happens when you unleash your sexuality, brains and body people. Yeah. And work ethic, like, damn. But, um you know, whatever I have. I, I I feel like I've seen her at events that I've covered in LA talking about being a victim of the sex tape and all that. So in that case, this applies to her again. It's like that. I don't have a problem right with it. Would I do it? No, but it's like, take the responsibility and the accountability then. Like, I don't like then turning around and acting like the naive, no, I was a victim. No, I wasn't a part of this. No, you know, it's like, no, like you had a hand in it perhaps certainly with the girl before this, like just own it and like, let's move on. Right. But so that's yes. So can who chimes in, but grifter Candace Owens, which half the time I'm like in other like right wing pundits. And I'm like, what does this have to do with your livelihood whatsoever? Like, I need to know what this actually has to do with your life. But nevertheless, she comes out and just goes so hard on Kim Kardashian, literally saying that Kim is a prostitute. She'll never change her mind. Chris Jenner is her pimp and that Kim Kardashian is literally a corpse without a soul, literally going that far. 
It's like, dude, chill. You really need to relax. And I've seen other like young right-wing conservatives. This is where, again, like they go so far. It's, it doesn't need to be this hard. They'll retweet or re or quote Candace Owens and be like, see, see, this is all the proof you guys need that Hollywood is satanic and demonic. And you need to cut yourselves off and remove yourselves from them completely. It's like, really seriously, give me the biggest break ever. Like you guys honestly need to chill. But the way that Candace Owens again, looks at it with such a holier than thou mindset, literally being like Kim is a corpse without a soul. That shit is aggressive. Okay. And she says, you know, because she had sex out of wedlock, you know, with Bray J and you know, that whole thing. And they weren't married. And this whole thing, even like being in this environment and talking to some of these people, it's like, Look, I'm a live and let live person, like to each their own, but it makes me think it's like this uptight, like puritanical view of the world. I'm thinking to myself, like, do you not have sex? Like, do, I'm not saying like a sex tape out there for the masses is the same as us, you know, <laughs> Samaritans having sex, but I'm just saying it's like, literally Candace sounds like you have a second, you have children. Like, do you not have sex or do you actually believe this? Like wh what actually is happening here? So it's just so, and the whole extreme view of like Hollywood is so satanic and demonic. It's just so extra and it's so much. And it's just, it's so funny. Cause again, it's like, this is right from wrong. You know what I mean? In Emily Ratajkowski's case, it's like men are wrong and women are innocent victims who are always right. And Candace Owens, it's almost like the reverse. Like Candace Owens is like, all men are good. We should be their servants for life. And women, you are all pimps and whores and bad and following lust and out of wedlock it's just like my god people seriously like how about the fact that people live in a way that you don't live and they're going about their lives just fine like who who literally appointed you who appointed you who i did gandhi resurrect from the grave and appoint you the morality police i, I need an answer i honestly need an answer and that's a sad thing it's like I get it. We're in a time where everybody is so self-important and entitled and like dig into their views, but it's like your way isn't the only way. And like this whole right from wrong, black and white thing is insane to me. I've been talking with a lot of people about this and it's so crazy. It makes me think how these people really live, even like the Candace Owens thing or other like far right people who are all pure and shit. I'm like, seriously, like, do you never feel sexy? Do you not get sexed up for your man? Do you not have sex? You know what I mean? Funny enough, it's like the tale is old as time. It's the hypocrisy because a lot of the times, like with whether it be politicians, whoever, you find these people who are so, you know, again, puritanical about everything and preachy about everything. They're the first ones. Like a friend said to me the other day, he's like, they're the first ones, you know, to be preaching all this shit and then be caught with their pants down at a glory hole in a gas station in mid Arkansas. Seriously. Like, you know what I mean? So it's just like, where's the lie? And I think instead of preaching so much, everybody needs to be a little, have a little more grace and be a little more transparent about their own shit. Because honestly, I don't buy it. I don't buy it that half the time people even believe what they're saying. And that's why even I called out Emily Ratajkowski again, when she came out with her book, because it's like, at the same time, which is, it's like you use your body and your gorgeousness and your sex appeal for a career for now. No, I don't mean that I would never say that that gives people the go ahead or the right to treat you poorly or to not respect you at the same time, having so many qualms with a business, Hollywood, 
that is literally the, the most superficial business based off of looks. Like looks is the first thing that we see. It's almost like running around biting your own tail, right? It's like, well, which is it? Like, are you going to feed into the thing that you claim to not like? And then in Candace Owens' case, it's like, I just think that she will truly rile up her base no matter what the cost, no matter the topic. You could be literally talking about the double stuff Oreo getting discontinued and somehow it will fit into the brand. Like, make it make sense. Lastly, while this is all going on, who again comes out of the woodwork, but Elizabeth Chambers. So Elizabeth Chambers was Army Hammer's wife and they practically, they were together for years since they were teenagers, I think married for 10 years. And then we all know what happened with Army Hammer. I think he's like a bus boy in Jamaica now, but she did her first sit down interview. And I can attest to this too, because funny enough, I interviewed Elizabeth Chambers on a red carpet right before COVID. Um, and she taught, I remember asking her about their relationship and she talked about how much, obviously because of being in show business, how much they were apart and kept the fire hot with long distance and really making it work when they were together, when they were apart, you know, I think she really loved him. And she came out this week with her first sit down interview since everything went down with him. And which oddly enough, I feel like is a similar situation to this Adam Levine thing, right? Where we see grown women, consenting to something and yes there's gray maybe they weren't totally comfortable maybe they felt intimidated or pressured or you know liked it in the moment and then later like freaked out again I've no I know I've experienced that right and then came to like come out with this thing or or whatever it is right so it's it's almost like similar in this way to what we're seeing here but I thought it was really interesting I watched the interview and she doesn't like trash him she talks about how he is really working on healing, how she's working on healing, how they talk constantly and how the whole idea of the oxygen mask on the plane, right? Like you have to put your, they, how they say, put your own mask on first before you put on others and how that's what she's helping him do. She's helping support him and his process to be the best co-parent, to be the best father that he could be. And it was just so refreshing, right? Like you would think that this woman would be Emily Ratajkowski's and Candace Owens' love child. <laughs> like you lit a spawn. Like you literally would think she would be that given that she was in this situation. Instead, it's like, no, listen, like I went through a lot. I've grown a lot. I'm helping him in the process. You know, we were together. Our, we grew up together, all this um, and I thought that that was so interesting and given with so much grace. And I thought it really reflected like, right. Like, again, not excusing if Army Hammer did, in fact, like try to take out someone's spleen and eat it with them watching. Like, I'm not excusing that, but I'm just saying I thought it was really reflective of how, again, we are nuanced and we're complicated and there are dark sides to us and it's not so black and white. And it really made me think, you know, moving forward, it's like, I feel all of us without pointing fingers all the time, like we, maybe we don't know what's right and wrong as a society. We've just come up with these rules and followed this shit and no one really knows. Right. So I feel like everybody can do better. We're always in such a camp of like the men need to do better. You know, the Adam Levine's need to do better. No, the Kim Kardashian's need to do better. And it's like, how about this? How about the fact that men can do better at being respectful of women? First things first, right? Understanding women 
and giving them their space and allowing them to be heard and honoring them. And also women should be better to take responsibility and accountability for their actions and not be the boy who cried wolf and cry victim at every turn, right? And pretend to be so naive. And so as here I am being like, so everyone stop telling everyone what to do, but here's how everyone be better. So Taylor actually is in fact the God of your lives, Taylor Almighty, Bruce Almighty, the sequel. No, but like that no one asked for. And also society as a whole, like, we're getting deep. We are getting philosophical today. But that, you know, that idea, again, of being so hell bent of what is right and what is wrong and what is black and what is white, because in the end, aren't we all living in glass homes ourselves? 